everyone. We're back with Third Best Pod, where we crown the champion of the bronze medal. I'm Dan Herman, and dialing in from his closet is BDC. How's it going, my friend? I'm good, man. I've got my can of Toms. I shotgunned one before the show. I sent a video to Dan. I saw that. That might end up in our stories. Just to disappoint your mom. Just so everybody knows, that was in my bedroom, and I have a carpeted bedroom. (laughs) No drip like coming back from World War II. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) damn it (laughs) as you hopefully know by now third best pod is old-fashioned bar arguments about a range of topics from movies music food and anything else that's worth debating but we're not going to be debating things at their best we're going deep on those flawed examples that we love so much for example it's pretty boring to learn that somebody thinks that jupiter is the best cave-in album but what the third best record is a much more exhaustive debate Ideally, you spend some time thinking about what your choice would be, listen to the pod because you're coming on in a few weeks, re-engage with our picks, and finally acknowledge in your heart that cold pizza is indeed a breakfast pastry. At the least, we get you to the Gronk spike your phone while catering a wedding. Ben, I've taken to posting some episodes to the related subreddits. I've legit had somebody in the Nintendo subreddit ask, who gives a fuck about the third best anything? And the thread was deleted when I responded with, your mother still raised you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Digging deep in those Reddit comments. Don't Fuck come at me. Ass. Don't come at me on this one. Fuck yeah. Also, everybody wants to know what the third best is. Come on. And it's everybody. still Nintendo. Exactly. <laughs> Today's <laughs> guest is a delight of a human being, host of the Private Sector Media Podcast, and purveyor of what is probably the world's first doskit, Smashburger, Brett Splinter. Thank you for coming on. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. You want to tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself? It started in 1980. It was a ragtag time for our country, you know, uh, fledgling. No, I don't know. What do we want to talk about me? There's not much to know. I like beer. <laughs> I've been I've been in the beer industry for a little while in a few different capacities. I uh, love the service industry. Like you said, just like every other nutnik male ages 18 to 40 started a podcast during quarantine so <laughs> we are going to have a crossover episode right you guys are going to come on the private sector show too we cannot wait it has to happen like the next week and a half or it has to wait until after the kid is born i don't want to make you choose but you need to make a decision between your new born child and the private sector podcast dan i mean so question is there going to be one of those burgers with the dose kit bun because Dan, we'll, come on, yeah, dude. we'll fuck you guys up with some food, but yeah, we can we can make that happen, and we'll we'll for sure we'll we'll work around your uh your your new family there, buddy. And as has turned out to be a really core element of going on the private sector podcast, I will bring a shook Tom's. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like not a yeah. cocktail, but I'll just bring yeah. some shaken beer. And you got to like hold it up next to the mic. That that whole ASMR. Uh, yeah. Is, is really cool. I, I do want to say, you know, shout out to Falling Knife because that has been pretty consistently drank at least before, during or after every one of our episodes. We get all smashed up on L-bombs. And um, so cheers. Oh, yeah. On, on Hell yeah. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sponsor of Private Sector Media Podcast and also a sponsor of Third Best Pod. Hell yeah. Done. <laughs> I love it. Splinter, before we get into it, for the record, I am still waiting for you to post Shotgun Time onto YouTube because it is the uh, best item of comedy I saw in the entirety of 2020. And yeah. if you don't know what it is, now we are going to force him to post it so I that will. we can link it 
in our social media. We're in the second week of food month, February, in which we're discussing food related topics for the entire month of February. So it's not just a clever name. BDC, what are we talking about this week? We are trash people on this podcast because that's just what we are. Today, we are going to talk about third best fast food French fry. Yes. So, and I feel like there's a bit of a kind of an explanation on this because fast food is something that you can drive through a drive through to get. Okay. You know, that's fair. And, and I wanted, uh, I kind of wanted to know that qualifier. You know, I, I have one of each because it, that does matter on my third. It really does. Oh, for sure. I guess and, that would be yeah. a big caveat. The other caveat we want to go through on this. It has to colloquially have the term fry in it. Potato wedges yep. are not fast food french fries. No, no JoJo's. Exactly. Yes. Potato no, lays are no, tater tots. No potato a, cakes. Yep. Yep. Hash browns aren't a shit. I gotcha. Yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. With those qualifiers, Brett Splinter, what is the third best fast food french fry? The third best fast food french fry is from White Castle, and it is their crinkle cut fries that you get in the sack. White Castle crinkle cut fries are the third best French fry that you can get with the qualifier of being able to get them from a drive-thru. No question. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, this is big. This is big. And there's, there's a few reasons for that choice. Um, The first reason is they're always in a rotation of my top, I would say three to five, no matter what, even if we're talking like a counter service place that we're going in. But I think there's also a couple things that you got to sprinkle on there too. And I don't know if this qualifies or DQs things, but when we talk about the dipping sauces that we can get at that establishment, paired with that, it moves them always into my top three because you get the zesty sauce that you get with the onion petals there and you dip your crinkle cut, overly salted, questionably soggy white castle fries into it. Hands down, they they bang. The zesty sauce is pretty fucking good. I will say It's basically, it's clearly Thousand Island that they let on the heat register for a little while. You know, it's like. Yeah, they, they put like maybe to... too much cayenne pepper into oh, it. Like It's the fucking rejected Big Mac sauce. There's no question. Like yeah. the buyer from White Castle, like just scouring the dark web one day and was like, yo, McDonald's is getting rid of 70, 55 gallon drums of Big Mac sauce. And he's like, we can get him for pennies on the fucking dollar. And his boss is like all zooted up. And he's like, yo, man, that's fucking zesty, dude. And he's like, done. Zesty sauce was born that day. It was like props from Breaking Bad. El Pollo Loco (laughs) has been in the New Mexico sun for two years. Yes. 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 As a former New Mexico resident, I believe that. (laughs) Baking in the sun. Yeah. Also, I'd like to think that that is now White Castle canon. That whole story. That is how it happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, until I hear oh, otherwise. Yeah. We can edit Wikipedia. I mean, we can tell them what their story is in this one. <laughs> is Kringle Cut Fries a thing for you? Because one of the things that's on my honorable mention list is Culver Fries. Yep. Who are also Crinkle Cut. Sure. But they're, they're just not, they don't have enough salt. Yeah, and that's I agree. a problem for me. I agree. And when I thought about White Castle fries, I also thought you got Portillo's too. They do the crinkle cut. I believe Shake Shack also is doing the crinkle cut, but White Castle are the best because they're overly salted. It's mm. the right amount of salt for me. Okay, Ben, 
let's talk about your third best because I feel like we're going to have some fights about one and two, and that's not the point of this podcast, but it's where we're going to go with this. So yeah, I, this I'm going to interject. I don't think we're going to. I think our number ones are going to be the same. No, no I can guarantee you no. it's not. No? Okay. No, maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty excited, Brad, to see like what your number one is because I, I kind of, Dan and I kind of know what each other's number one is, and Dan's going to tear me a new one, and that's fine. Most what? of the comment section will. So my third best is the animal style French fries from In-N-Out. We are recording this in Minnesota. They're not here, but those fucking fries are stupid good. Fries normally from In-N-Out are are trash. They're not good, but you load them with a bunch of shit and they're so stupidly good that I cannot stop eating them. But Ben, by that logic, you don't give a shit about the fries there. It's all the garbage on top of them. So I don't know if you can really say that, take argument, right? If I put all the all the crap that In and Out puts on the animal fries on a piece of cardboard, I'd eat it. So I get that, but they also hold up. Like they sure. also kind of hold up. So that's part yeah. of it too. And they just they're also seasoned really well. Cause that's I mean, again, like I came sure. from the kitchen world and so seasoning is a big issue. That's why the Culver's one aren't on my list because they're always under seasoned. And so I think they're seasoned really well and you put all that shit on it and it actually works really well. Because by themselves they're kind of a little too salty. Which I don't know if that's a West Coast thing or... in and out animal style fries have two major benefits to me. And they're fourth for me because, I don't know, man, like I spent some time in the Southwest. It's a big thing, but they're the Southwest poutine. Oh, nice. Yep. I get that. And it's the same thing as when we talked about in the Nintendo episode, the first time you watch somebody's older brother knock the abobo off of the conveyor belt. The first time you watch somebody order animal style fries, because if you're coming from the Midwest, I'm speaking as a boy that moved to the Southwest. The first time you go down there and you see somebody order an in and out double, double animal style, you're like, wow, this is the pinnacle of this restaurant. And then as you live there and it's on your way home from a bar. So your roommate, Johnny will drive you through it. I'm talking theoretically, mom, don't worry about it. And you grab double doubles and also animal style fries. You're like, wow, I didn't realize how dumb I was before I knew about animal style fries. And there's such a treat to fucking eat in the car too, right? You're just wearing them. Again, theoretically, in the flatbed of a truck, <laughs> yeah. as you swing through a liquor store, jump out of the back of the truck to yeah. grab a bunch of High Life to play Scrabble until five o'clock yeah. in the morning while did listening to liquor stores on repeat. Did you have the tarp yeah. in the back of the truck and it was filled with water mm-hmm. like a makeshift hot tub or not? No, no, that was when we rented the party bus. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He went to ASU. He's not that smart. Give him a little (laughs) bit of credit. Come on. (laughs) So my third best is the Wendy's fry. Oh, the Wendy's fry is third best. All right. Super fresh. Very good. A little soggy. Still okay. Which is not a thing I will say about what we are probably going to all talk about as one or two. But you get that thing home. And you just eat it and you're like, all right, these aren't as good as they could be, but they're okay. They're not at their best. Like at their best, they're still only good to good plus, but at their worst, you aren't like, I really regret driving this home. I should have just eaten this in the parking lot. Holy shit. You literally just described me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm sorry. Hold on. That's a text I got from Carrie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) At at, at his absolute best. It's tolerable, yeah. but he gets, yeah. he gets soggy and it's just bad. Yeah. Consistently inconsistent. I get that. <laughs> Brett, I would say that anybody that's going to come on this podcast that is not named Abby so far 
uh, that qualifies for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. We let off with this as garbage people. Yeah. 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 Most likely, yes. Someone yeah. in Noodles decided they wanted Marichin ramen above restaurant prepared ramen. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't us two. So. <laughs> well, man, I really am a huge proponent of things that make me feel better about myself. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. If we're talking about Wendy's as a garbage pick for me, but we're talking about In-N-Out Animal Style Fries, which again is my fourth, what we're talking about clearly is the addition of something making it better. And in my defense on this, Wendy's Fries into a Frosty rockets that up the list. So if we're going to allow Animal Style Fries, that has to be part of the thing that we're talking about here. And then, if we're going to talk about that, the dunking sauces of White Castle seasoning elements to this, then what we're going to get into is what I think is has to be one of our one and twos, Arby's curly fries plus horsey sauce, or as Tom brought up earlier, he wants the cheese sauce with that. So if we get into the how it works with everything else, that's a big thing, because those White Castle fries... Mm-hmm and culver fries require ketchup to make them better so my top three i they work agnostic of the sauces and then the sauces just take them to the next level but they still remain in that order for me okay i like your thought process on i I made sure that 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 little asterisk could be there yeah so for me for, for my third remains white castle crinkle cut and then the zesty sauce that you typically would get with the onion petals, they pop that up to the next level. And I agree with you. I'm not a fan of ketchup, but ketchup on fries for sure. And for sure, crinkle cut fries and ketchup. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. Goes together like Brett and Carrie Splinter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. cute. I'm concerned that you said ketchup, that you're not a fan of ketchup. It, it hurt me to my core. That's a fair question, Ben. I, I don't want to say I hate ketchup. Let me say this, though. Okay. I have a child who's 13 years old that ketchup to him is the unifying factor in literally everything that he eats. And I have become, I, w- I don't want to say annoyed with ketchup, but the smell sure. of ketchup on every single fucking dirty dish and the amount of ketchup that goes onto all the fucking garbage that this kid eats has really diluted my enjoyment of that condiment and uh, I'm upset by it because I really used to like ketchup. And I've now transitioned to the fact that I, I will only eat ketchup on French fries and I will eat ketchup on corn dogs or hot dogs if there's mustard sure. also. Sure. But I, I just can't with like the, and you get the whole fucking puddle of it on the plate and he's, <laughs> you know, he's fucking just cramming a chicken nugget into it and just saturating it. And then afterwards, the plate goes into the sink, and I tell him to wash the fucking plate off. And he gives it one little squirt of water that just kind of separates yeah. the ketchup. No, but it doesn't. But it's still there. there. The remnants are it's still there. Weird. Yeah. No, it's this weird coagulated fucking crime scene of ketchup and the oil and vinegar are separated out. And um, next topic. Let's move on. Let's move on. Well, uh, Brett, that's gonna be that's gonna be hundred and fifty dollars for this fucking session. I mean, I guess Doc. I guess that's where it all started for me. <laughs> Man, I think I hate my father. (laughs) (laughs) It makes a great base for a lot of the sauces that we love. I mean, like, 
I was going to say that. So I worked in the Japanese restaurant and they cook with ketchup. They heat ketchup up mm-hmm. and then make sauces with it, which I never understood. And then I did it and I was like, holy shit, this is actually pretty good. Like it weirdly cooks the sweetness out. But I, I also it. understand like I, my roommate Natel is a chef and was a chef for a very long time. And anytime a new line cook would come in, she would always ask like, what's your view on ketchup? And they would, they would clam up like they didn't know what to say. And then because she loves ketchup and then they would say, oh, ketchup is bullshit. And she would just fucking tear into them. Like, no way. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She'd pull out like that fucking colored ketchup that you got, like the easy (laughs) squeeze shit. And she'd fucking, you know, green and purple. She's like, fuck you. (laughs) Eat this in front of me. Actually, that's a phenomenal interview question. (laughs) Wendy fries with a frosty. Like, Dan, you're right. If you put those qualifiers on there, Wendy's fries with the frosty. And, and like I said, for each one of mine, I have what accoutrement I get at that place okay. that takes them to the next level. Sure. So with, with nothing else added to it, like on top, dunked into, mm-hmm. my third best would have been Popeye's Cajun fries. Ooh. Those yeah. are good. Yeah. You got the seasoning on them. The seasoning yeah. fucking makes The seasoning is good. They come limp and terrible mm-hmm. as far as like a texture yeah, standpoint but the do. flavor is so perfect yeah, yeah. That, that it's right there but getting into it mcdonald's fries are number one for all of us right no i knew this was going to be a point yeah. of contention mcdonald's so- fries are on top of mount frylock for me and they're standing at, at attention and everyone else is coming up and they're just kind of kick they're just giving them a little heel and kicking them down and no one and it's it's ronald mcdonald at yeah. the top. and he's just sitting up there and he's looking like fuck he's cut he's just buff sleeves ripped off his clown outfit and he's just fucking laughing at everybody and all you fucks are trying to walk up there with your wendy's fries and they're throwing frosties at him and he's like yeah even 10 minutes old where they're not at their best they're still better than number two no and the reason that 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 you think that is because they are so good at their best that anything but that pinnacle feels like garbage but it's great. It's still great. I get that. Y'all are wrong. And I'm ready for everybody to fucking yell at me. I will leave this Zoom if you say Burger King fries are your number one. Dude, look at that right there. You guys, get out of here. <laughs> That's your number one? That's my number one. Burger King fries are the Thin Lizzy of fries. And this is, this no, is the section. No, like, yep. You do yeah, not dude. talk bad yeah. about Thin Lizzy on this fucking podcast like that. That is, a, that is offensive to Thin Lizzy. Oh, man. Burger King fries are so good because they are kind of like battered fries. And I love battered fries. And they're closest thing to like fast food battered fries. You can't find them anywhere. They're good by themselves. They're also good hot. They're the best hot. I mean, all fries are, are better, like, straight out of the fryer. Ben, right? when did They're you so buy those? Good. <laughs> when did I buy these? Yeah. On the way home from the brewery before we fucking Gross. recorded this. You bought those in, like, 1941, and you're... Yeah, exactly. They're, they're not good, yeah. dude. No, they're good. I love them. What do you dip them in? What's your go-to if you can dip them in anything at Burger King? Okay, so we talk about the zesty sauce from White Castle. Is it is it your fucking Burger King eye? has yeah, it's just funny, dunk, yeah. dunk them into your yeah. eye. Yeah. Yeah. Glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck these glasses. I don't want to yeah. see anymore. Get that salt into me. I like yeah. the zesty sauce a lot. Yeah. I also like the barbecue sauce because barbecue sauce. I don't know. It's it's sweet and kind of good. I also am a I'm a fan of Cupy Mayo. I usually have Cupy Mayo. My house has recently upgraded from the squeezy bottle to the huge jar of Cupy Mayo. 
And I'm sure at some point we'll get up to the industrial size Kewpie Mayo that's probably five gallon bucket. That's fine. Five gallon drum. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Don't fucking tease me. Don't tease um, <laughs> it'd be like a nostalgia thing. I grew up with a single mom. My parents divorced pretty early on in my life, but like. We went don't to both places. Put, don't try to put like a yeah, dude. I'm putting a yeah. Oh, oh no, no, no. You're like Ben. You're like the dude that goes on American Idol and you can't sing for shit, yeah. but they let you yeah, through. I'm the William, <laughs> yeah, I'm the William Hung. I'm the William yeah. Hung of this podcast mm-hmm. right now with these fries. But like, it's just there's something about them. They're they're crispy. I get the McDonald's fries. I do like the McDonald's fries. Dan and I worked at Tilia for a while and we've talked about the restaurant before, but their fries are basically re-engineered fucking McDonald's fries, which I'm sure Stephen Brown will probably put a hit out on me for saying it. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Sorry, chef. But I worked a station that made those fries and I fucking cannot stand eating them anymore. And I really do. I will eat them. Don't get me wrong. I'm going through a drive through at fucking 3 a.m. like pretty drunk and buying those fries. But I love Burger King fries. They're so good. You mean somebody else is driving you through that drive-thru? Generally, yes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm probably yelling about the the chicken nuggets that I want and the dipping sauce I want from that. But I love Burger King fries. Y'all are going to hate me, and that's cool. But I, I stick by my guns. Splinter, what's your number two? Arby's curly fries. That's all of our curly fries. We're lined in. Yeah. Number two Number two is that's aligned. Cool. Two of the three I'm of us ca- are reasonably sane. I'm chaotic evil. I'm chaotic evil with fucking... That's You're crazy. just wrong. It's okay. It's okay. That's like fine. Splinter, where, where in the list, just off the top of your head, is Burger King fries? How many fast food joints are there? <laughs> yeah. At the bottom of all of them. Yeah, the, I was going to say, in the dumpster. Dude, they're really low, and um, I get that. I'm not. That. I'm not trying to shit on you for having an opinion. No, but I'm that's trying okay. To shit on you for having a bad opinion because I don't think they. <laughs> that's the good. point of this podcast. Um, if if yes. I'm going to, if I'm going to get fries at Burger King, catch me swooping chicken fries. So I'll add this little cherry on top of my top three: McDonald's number one, dipping sauce at McDonald's, sweet and sour. Yes. Woo! So you oh, get yeah. sweet and sour for the nuggets and dip your fries in that. And then I fully can appreciate the horsey sauce and the cheese sauce at Arby's. I fuck it up and I go Bronco Berry and I get that sweet and savory salty oh. thing going on. The Bronco Berry that oh. normally comes with the jalapeno poppers there. And then number three, go to White Castle yeah. with the Zesty. And I had this one queued up in case we could do like, I guess they'd call it fast casual, like your Shake Shack or your Five Guys. Yeah. If, if we would allow that, I would bump White Castle for Five Guys Cajun fries. See, that's interesting because we talked about that earlier with Tom, one of our other owners. Yeah. And he said that, but we, it's not. And I, it's, we can't bump it. Like, I don't want to get out of my car for these fries. That's sitting in my car. That's totally, that's totally fair. Cause that is by definition, like fast food. And that's why I yes. said like fast food. Com- uh, yeah. F- that completely guys- changes everything. Five Guys fries are a lie. Because they're like, oh, that's cool. They're in the bag. They're greasing it out. No, that's marketing shit. With Five Guys Fries also, if you are getting them to go, you have this, I call it the Five Guys Fries teeter-totter. And so it goes one of two ways. You can either seal that bag up and you're going to have hot fries when you get home and your car is not going to smell like a fucking deep fryer. But you better know those fries are just going to be grossly soggy. Or the pro move is you open the bag all the way up but now your fries are going to be a little bit colder. Your car is going to stink and you're going to go around a corner and dump them everywhere. But these are the risks that you take. When you said teeter totter, I thought it was like one side is like type two diabetes. The other side is a heart attack. 
which side is it going to be? No. Angioplasty in the middle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Both sides are heart attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's how many bypasses exactly. goes up and down. Yeah, that's true. Shit. I mean, you did just make a burger that was on a fucking bun made out of a, that thing a was, donut. That thing was fucking... Oh. I'll be honest, Brett. I got scared. I got scared of it. Because I would have reserved and or come pick up. Catherine, my pregnant wife, the next day uh-huh. said, Sean had this burger I want to try. Sean Kampershaw, yeah. I was like, that was yesterday. Uh-huh. And... I haven't seen him. I don't... Uh, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> like... <laughs> So the, the way that burger came about was um, we were looking, we put it out there. I put a little survey up, like, where do you guys want us to do a pop-up? And you guys at Falling Knife were so rad. And kind of the idea of doing it for free came from there, where it's like, well, it's pandemic. It's garbage time for everyone. Let's just do it for free and feed people. And money goes to charity. Oh, yeah. And so we did Blackstack. And the homies of Blackstack did a really cool one for Community Food Project. And then Chef Chris from Moochie's reached out and he's like, you guys want to do a pop-up at Moochie's? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're a restaurant, but yeah, I mean, like, for sure. Also, can I just say that that Chris Urich, yeah. I fucking love him. Okay. He's, a, he's an angel of a human being. Chef Chris is the shit. Oh, and he reached out man. and I'm like, cool, well, I'll come out and pick up Doskits and we can look at the space and see where we can do it and whatever the safest, best way to do it was. And when we came out there, he's like, so we had kind of joked about putting it on a dough skit but like we want to do that right the like wide-eyed face i made i'm like yeah man like let's fucking do it and i'm like do we need to change anything on the burger you know it's got he's like no i'm gonna make a dough skit with sesame seeds and a thin glaze and let's just fucking go and it was it was bad it was super cool so much like ben admitting that he had burger king fries number one i am full of regret as far as not going and getting one i'm not full of regret yeah 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 (laughs) No. Well, we're going to do it again. I regret of not getting that burger. But we, we'll, not, well, hopefully, have us out again at Falling Knife, and we'll do cool shit there, too. Y- you know you're Please. welcome anytime. Cool. Let's get yeah. it on the book. I would, love, I would love to cook with you, too. So. That would be so fun. Let's do it. Let's do oh, – yeah. Ben, you and I will talk offline, and we'll, yes. we'll make a cool we little – We can definitely make that happen. That'll be better because then I don't have to cook with Brett. Yeah, <laughs> Dan's an already right Dan, we threw that together in like 17 minutes, and it was awesome. It was everything we wanted Brett, to, do. and also fuck food trucks that don't show up. Yeah, like yeah, I'm calling true. it out. That's bullshit. That's you have an agreement. It's your word. Show up. Yeah, show up. Yep. Agreed. Brett, when we do it at Falling Knife, I'll bring my my adult sized baby Bjorn, and you can just ride in the front of that. It's yep. gonna be great. Uh, yeah, it'll be Fuck like yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be like Queen, start the reactor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep, we'll just be flipping uh, birds. I, I love it. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> get on the books, guys. For sure. Hell yeah. Splinter, we do a lightning round here where you get to bring a question to us since we uh, actually you brought both questions to us today. What do you want to know? What's the lightning round question? All right, I hope this isn't too cliche. And it's probably something that's always, there's a 10 best of it. I'm going to ask it anyway. I know you're a big Beatles fan. I'm a big Beatles fan. I don't know if you're going to make an episode out of this or not, but I'm going to just fire it up. Boom, lightning bolt. What is the third best Beatles song? Oh, man. This is such a hard one. And, and I want the listeners to know that there's a video component here. We're on Zoom, and there's a lot of forehead rubbing, and there's face <laughs> rubbing, and yeah. third best. Dan looks fucking 
defeated right now. Yeah, dude. This is it. fucking I love it. IBM IBM Watson just fucking threw down on against Kasparov and is like I have it. I, I okay. have it. I have I have I I have it. Okay. Dan, you have it. Ben, do you? Yes. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Eleanor Rigby. Third best? Third best, Eleanor Rigby. Okay. Okay. Ben? Third best, uh, I'm going to go. Don't forget said, Black. No, <laughs> yeah, it was, well, I was going to say that. I was going to say a kink song. But, uh, <laughs> no, third best, she said, she said. I'm a Harrison Ooh. dude. Okay. I'm a Harrison dude, but I don't think that's the that's the first best Beatles song. So mm-hmm. n- number one is I want you. She's so heavy. Dude. Also, also agree with Dan. Also agree with Dan because that Dan. is the basis. That is the basis of heavy music, I oh. think, and stoner metal. And uh, that is my top tier Beatles song. That that, invent, all that invented it? all the music that I love, hands down. And, and do you know the story? Do you know the story Woo! about the end of that song? Which is no. cuts. So they they were vamping. And the fifth Beatle, George Martin, mm-hmm. they were like, we don't know how to end the song. And he just walked over the tape and just cut it. Because yep. <laughs> yep, they didn't, they didn't oh, want to fade. I didn't know that. And I think that song also, Abbey Road is obviously stitched together beautifully by the hands of George Martin. And the way I Want You, She's So Heavy cuts. And then we just go right into Here Comes the Sun. Such a contrast. I yep. think that that's like that's where the future episode comes in because third best Beatles album is like really yeah. that's yeah. an intense research heavy. I mean, Abbey Road is probably top tier for me. Number so one, somebody that I respect a lot um, in the in the world of music and with his knowledge of music is um, you can just refer to me again. <laughs> is his name is obviously, Dan. Obviously, Dan is number one in all these categories. But my friend Todd Haug and never heard of him. Uh, what does he do? He used to brew for Summit. Oh, uh, no, Rock Bottom, right? He was at Rock Bottom in downtown Minneapolis? He was at Summit, then he went to Rock Bottom, and then Three Points. Oh, got it. But, uh, but... Just like you went went from Best Buy straight to Private Sector Media Podcast? Yeah. There we go. uh, (laughs) Exactly. I went from Papa John's in 1999. (laughs) I will throw it out there that I did say to Todd, I'm like, can you... And you don't have to 100% agree, but can you think that there's a shred of proof that I Want You, She's So Heavy is the basis of all heavy metal and grindcore and rock? And, and, he, and he said, he's like, he's like, you're not wrong. He's like, no, yeah. I can, yeah. I can, oh, I can. Unequivocally, yes. That is the, almost the first like heavy music. Yeah, that's driving. And, it, and the crescendo and then the that, distortion. Down, 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 down. Like yep. it's, it's stupid good. It's yeah. stupid good. I remember like, that was a Beatles song that I didn't really listen to as a kid. My parents played the Beatles constantly around me, sure. but I remember hearing that later on in life when I was like 17 or 16, when I was into heavy music, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still am now, but it's not, no one was doing that. No yeah, one was doing it, that. That's awesome. All right. But that's weird that we're all in agreement with number one. What's your number two? Yeah. That seems that's, that's the hardest one. Day in the life. Yeah, I can. Ooh. Yep, I can get behind that. I, I know mine. I'm gonna go with I will. So that was my yeah. number four. Okay. Okay. Who knows how much I love you? Yep. You know I love you still. And the, and the scat bass, the the song scat bass. So, All right. So that that's mine. Is I will is number two. Oh man. Here's the hardest part of this is that like, 
I'm like looking through right now. I'm scrolling through all of the Beatles albums on my computer. And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to pick? You know my um, name. Okay, so this is going to be a weird one. But I think I think part of it is nostalgia driven a little bit is Taxman. I love that song. That bass line. Really good. That bass yeah. line. Boom. I also, I will not call myself a bass player because I've only been playing bass for a little bit. But I fucking love that song. And it's also... That's probably my favorite album, and it's also because my mom played it the most. Revolver. Yeah, I think Revolver is like it, Revolver and Abbey Road are like very close. And again, this is probably going to be another episode. But Taxman is so fucking good, and it's the first song on that album, and it blows me away every time I hear it. Tomorrow Never Knows was the first Chemical Brothers song, just thirty years before it happened. Yeah. Brett, we didn't ask you what is your third best Beatles song. Yeah, so my third best Beatles song is, it, I don't think it's obscure, but it's, um, it's The Inner Light, which is a George Harrison song. And it's, you know, it's very, obviously, Eastern, Eastern influenced when they were spending time with, you know, Maharishi and everything. But um, for me, it's, it's about, like, the lyrics of the song, and there's a line in it that uh, says, arrive without traveling. And, you know, it's kind of transcend- so transcendental, but it's a, it's a super sweet line, and... Um, I actually, my mom was the one that got me into the Beatles and she, you know, played records when I was younger, introduced me to the, to their music and actually gave me her Beatles records that she oh, bought through. And I do have a 1963 release of with the Beatles and meet the Beatles. Oh. And that spurred me to like start collecting some of those records and have some some kind of cool older Beatles and I have a Meet the Beatles which is the U.S. release of With the Beatles with the pricing sticker still on it when they just did pricing groups A, B, C, or D and this one pricing group D because who's heard of these guys so it was kind of cool and so one thing that I'm going to do post-COVID when I feel feel comfortable going out and having somebody jab me again with a needle for my 40th birthday in, in my birthday card, my mom knew that's my favorite line. And she wrote in her handwriting, arrive without traveling. And so I'm going to oh, get that cute. popped right there. So isn't that adorable? But yeah, yes. so that's why. God so damn. The, the inner light for me, and I'm a big George Harrison fan. And um, the inner light for me is third favorite song. Can I personally sponsor right next to it? You get that price tag. I will. Yeah, I will get that. Oh, yeah. whatever. We could do that in like a nondescript spot. Like, you know, next to my executive producer, Dick Wolf tattoo, if you want to. So. <laughs> he's, but, he, he's not lying, everybody. He's I not know, lying. I, I hope he's not. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so I got that. I got that in New York City. I was, I was in New York City and I had to get that tattoo and I got it. Uh, shout out to the guys at Fun City Tattoo that are booked forever and ever and ever. But when I walked in at noon, I'm like, is there any chance for a walk-in? They're like, no way man get fucked and he's like well what do you want i'm like text and he's like what and i showed him and it's in the font executive producer dick wolf he just turned around and it's a two-seat place to turn around with ryan get up here right now he's like like, homeboy wants to get an executive producer dick wolf tattoo you have no idea we're huge law and order fans i'm like oh my god these are my people and so yes that's so rad oh my god that's so good gotta have a good story with him Hmm. and being an amazing guest oh man thank you guys so much this was a ton of fun 
arguing about starch and potatoes and fucking dipping sauces. I'm down with that. You can shit on me all you want to about Burger King. That's fine. I'm sure I'll get get reamed in the comments section and I'm all right with that. So last week we tried something new and we are going to continue with that. This week and most likely weeks to come. We're thankful for what we have and our ability to have arguments from the comforts of our lives. If you've enjoyed this episode and have a few dollars to donate, go find an organization that needs help and chip in. Brett, if they can't think of someone, who should they donate to? Do you have somebody that's close to your heart? So Jehovah's Witnesses are doing a lot of good things. I know Third Best might uh, might have already directed people towards this not not for profit, and if so, that's fine. I'm all about getting them more money. I think it's a very important cause. I've been in the uh, beer industry for a little while. This cause is something that's very important, and it needs a little bit more attention. And if you guys could donate to Brewing Change, that would that would mean a lot to me. It's oh, yeah. a collective for. Bapic people in the brewing community, and I think it's a great cause. And a shout out to Ramsey and L and all the people that are involved with this awesome organization. So. Oh yeah, they're they're great. They're doing amazing things and pushing for inclusivity within the brewing industry. That I yeah, exactly. we at, at Third Potter completely behind. And at Falling Knife, we are doing a thing in February, which is every pint crowler and a case that we sell a verbal tip which is our number one selling beer we're going to donate a dollar to bcc if you have an opportunity to have an, a beer with us give them some more money to make sure that we make an inclusive diverse and equitable space for everybody in our industry uh, which is very important to us as a brewery, it's very important to us as a podcast. It's very important to me as a person. It's very important to Ben as a person. Yes. It should be very important to everybody in this industry. For sure. Yep. And I think regardless of the financial contributions as well, if more people can just be directed to what they're doing and what they're vocalizing and listening to their story and what they would like to see and help be a part of the change, I think that would mean a lot. So that's awesome. Yeah, check them out on all social media, Brewing Change Collaborative. They're the shit. They're the best people. They're pushing to change the industry that we need to change. And I think it's gonna be great. Thank you to everyone for the support we've gotten so far. Please give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook at third best pod that's number three rd best pod also please recommend us to friends that enjoy stupid dumb arguments answer questions in our stories and shoot us a message if you've got a topic you'd like to discuss with us we should be on all major platforms so far otherwise you can listen to us on our website at thirdbestpod.com. again that's three rd thanks to splinter for joining us today again thank all you much guys appreciate it always always fun yeah we're looking forward to coming over the the biggest crossover of the last decade it's a mashup yeah check us out uh we're at private sector media on insta and we're gonna post on our instagram about this episode and you guys should all be following these homies because these shows are fun and i i mean i know there's profanity in them but the nintendo one i listened to in the car with my kid and he's 13 and he had some voiced opinions and it was a lot of fun so get it oh, wait, wait hold on yeah. What's his third best? Yeah, what's his third best? Uh, he went, uh, I believe Evan went, and I know the top three, I, I don't want to mix them up, but I know his top three were um, original NES just because he put as number one, just because it was game changing. Oh, yeah. 
And I love how he was born in 2007 and he's like, it changed the game. But to, to be fair, it was really funny because he's like, he agreed with you guys. He's like, well, at that time, dad, the, the industry was declining. I'm like, rad. So <laughs> NES and then his other ones, he had 3DS in there because that was kind of his age group and right up there. And then he had Switch yep. as well. Yep. Nice. Yep. But, yeah. but yeah, listen, listen to the show, guys. I, I appreciate you so much. And follow us yep. on private sector media and watch for the biggest crossover of the decade coming soon. Yeah, please do. We'll bring Hell it to yeah, you. let's get fucked up. <laughs> as always, thanks to Ben Granger for the theme song. Always a pleasure, man. Yeah, man. It's good to see you, even though I saw you a couple hours ago. Splinter, cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. strawberry <laughs> <laughs> i'm super gonna edit that into the uh, Easter yeah egg. dude yes dude please please do like i'm fucking steven fucking glansberg over here you're the one that bought them i she didn't thought- know it was a mix pack i was hammered when i bought them bro <laughs>